Welcome to Critical Ditto, episode nine. nine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nine. I genuinely thought that was a joke from you guys. Obviously, it's nine. Let's. Uh, what happened last time on Critical Ditto, Stu? Tom, or David, or me? Last time on Critical Ditto. Kelly is fascinated by the stream. It's moved. I've installed a secret tunnel out of the tree. Theo wants to know a little bit more about what the Surflow Trainer Academy is doing about weather. Theo has seen a kindred spirit in the form of Aster. She disappears into an office and comes out and there's a paladin present. Everyone, come join me in a communal bath! Theo sees a door nearby. The, the room just dissolves into this opaque gas and you can't see a thing. Andros! Are you alright, mate? Are you... Maybe, maybe Andros just panics and pushes you. Stronger than you would think and you go tumbling down. Finally, you get to the phone. Hello? The lock comes off the blocker and out falls a man tied up and Calico comes down. Mate, I think we're alright. We are not alright. We all need to have a little chat. I think we'll start with Brandy downstairs. Yes. That's where we left yeah, off. Definitely. That's where we'll pick up. That was up. the cliffhanger. Immediate threat. So let's set the scene. So we've got Junction on the floor, not gagged anymore. Brandy's also on the floor with some damage. You're in pain. I'm in a lot of pain. You're in pain. I can't help myself. And Calico's just entered this room. There was a phone, wasn't there? There, was some sort of, there are lockers. Was there anything else in the room? Lots of lockers. There could be any number of things that people have kept in storage. This maybe is, is like Junction storage room. Locked in his own... Oh my god, room. then it became a Junction storage room. Junction storage room became the Junction storage room. Calico has entered, he's closed the door. There's some faint light. The poker phone that you used to call upstairs just faintly glowing. Like, all the blinds are down in yeah, the windows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Calico has just said, I think we need to have a little chat. En route to the, the, the medical facilities, is that all right? Because I'm in a bad way. I cannot defend myself in any way, and I, I don't think this 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 chap's... Uh, are you all right, shall we? No. No, I mean, yeah, of course, you're, you're tied up. I'm, I mean, bound, I'm literally you... bound on the floor. Yeah, you are bound on the floor. What? Yeah, but by this fella here. What? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought... You had already inferred the connection, but you had not. I'm a hopeful person. What was your name? Brr... Breeze. Breezy. Breezy? Breezy. Breezy. Yes, Breezy. Yeah, I remember you. Breezy. From the antechamber. Breezy, I'm not an irrational man. I'm not a man who wants to see people hurt. And you're clearly in a lot of trouble. Allow me to help you, Breezy. How does that sound? Your voice is really raising the tension here. I don't know what word you're going to say next. It's I'm taking you so long to get out. I'm so sorry. So you're what? You want to help me? Of course, Breezy. Clearly you're injured. Don't, don't listen. Do not, do not listen to him. This man is clearly manipulating. He locked me in a locker. In my own, in my own storage room of all places. Listen to me. All I'm saying, Junction, is that we don't really have a lot of options as you're tied up and I am... Out of action, let's say. Breeze. I can't really describe it because Breeze. I'm not too sure myself. Z, this 
whole situation is one big misunderstanding. Let me help you back up to the medical bay. We'll sort you out, and you can forget any of this ever happened. I mean, Junction the Man is making a good argument here. <laughs> I'm willing to look past him locking... I mean, what? Maybe you're the bad guy here. What? what wait, what? Guy. What? He's willing to take me to the medical bay. What are you willing to do in your tied-up state? Nothing. Breezy, I will explain everything on the way. Seriously, I, I don't know you. I don't know you from Adam, but please, you cannot listen to him. Oh god, this is so hard. I'm, like, I'm, I'm in a very bad spot because. Maybe we could do a roll. Oh, I, I feels yeah, 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 I feel like we could interpret something into a roll, right? Perhaps. It's, it's very clear that Calico's up to no good, hence why Brandy lied about her name. She's more likely to trust Junction than him. However, she's sort of trying to work out in her head does she think that Calico is a threat to her, and is it better to be healed, get to the medical bay, and then try and work this out later, or stand up for some principles and refuse help. So you try to discern Calico's motives? Uh, I'm a, a minus one on calculating. Oh. So six, so minus one is a five. Right. Oh, it's hard move time. Calico what? pulls again. No, but what? <laughs> Maybe the hard move we make here is that we take the decision out of your hands. So I don't make a decision, actually. You don't make a decision. In time. Calico re- releases a sork. Sork! Sork! Sork emerges, black robes, with an also black belt, and scoops you up. <laughs> ow, 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 ow! Shh! Save the Sork. Everything's going to be alright. And... Doo-doo-doo, opens the door. Brandy realises that there's nothing she can really do. Gary goes in to go for Sork, sensing Calico's even as she returns Scarooty to the Pokeball before it can get hit off on Sork. Great. Let's let's look at Kenny. What you've just seen, Kenny, yeah. was Paladin heading over to Theo, realizing the danger, successfully make a distraction, have a pool party in the middle of the <laughs> kind of the forum area. I must say, Kenneth, I'm rather enjoying myself here. Barnaby Tims. <laughs> oh, thank you, Barnaby. Oh, that's this just in. Oh. Best pool party ever. Oh, you 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 flatter me, the headroll. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're having this pool party, which is great fun. Obviously, you're attracting some potentially unwanted attention, but you've seen Theo slip into this experimental chamber. What are you thinking in this immediate situation? Has, has the paladin continued? I think the paladin's heading... now no, talking to Asta. Like outside yeah. The, yeah. the door? Yeah. I don't think Kenny thinks that the danger over. So he's going to try to continue to help Theo. How best to do that? Hmm. I think Kenny's going to ask Moustache. Come here, come here. Good. Let's go. Just go along with this, okay? Good, good. <clears throat> Help me! Oh, I'm on journey! Somebody save me! Maybe someone with religious experience! <laughs> so is my experience. <laughs> that is the most nonsensical <laughs> journey I've ever Okay, that's a six. Oh, I don't no. get to add or minus anything. That's a fail, unfortunately. Oh, no, Kenneth! Kevin must have a Burnaby, Burnaby, it's it's Don't worry everyone, I've saved him. Barnaby Tims has saved him. So this is friend Edrolls. I'm gonna throw the hard move at you now. You accidentally find a secret switch in the fountain. Oh my god, I love it. 
a tube comes down and sucks you up. But to double this hard move, Barnaby Tim's gets sucked with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. He's lifted me up in the air. So actually that no one else is able to see this. Oh. So as in like, you go under the water of the fountain, but Barnaby Tim's tries to get, I'll save my fellow fountain party goer. Moustache or Kenny hits this switch and he actually gets sucked into the sort of stalk of the fountain under the water. Oh, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the fountain, now I'm imagining a sort of floor-to-ceiling fountain. Yes, yeah, So you almost get sucked up in the middle of the fountain that's... As the water's coming down. Yeah, so no one actually sees you go up. Poor Hedrod's there. (laughs) See, where did they go? Another mystery for Hedrod at all. (laughs) Kenny, you're sucked up, and I suppose you see through the cascading water. Um, You can see the room that you were just in leaving behind you as you go up. My clothes! To an unknown... I'll be surprised if Kenny ever gets dressed again, to be honest. <laughs> Bowtie is uh, on his person, at least. In a Pokeball, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Kenny doesn't go anywhere without his fanny pack. Does yeah. Kenny have a fanny, fanny pack? pack? Oh, Kenny would have Wait, a fanny you, pack. You keep your Pokeballs. Right, there. okay. <laughs> and my spare bowtie. So Theo, you are in this misty experimentation chamber. I am. So you're, you're sort of hidden, but I think you can hear people trying to access the lab. Uh, so it sounds like you're not going to be alone mm. for much longer. You know there's a cast form above you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know there are uh, other scientist people observing the chamber. And you can hear the door that you entered from uh-huh. being unlocked mm-hmm. simultaneously. What do you want to do? As soon as the room starts to get misty and it becomes a bit opaque, they realise that there's no point in trying to explore this room without some backup plans in place. After all, Theo is a teacher of strategy. Mm. It's not been displayed very thoroughly <laughs> in combat in any way, shape or form. Theo is a is a stickler for stratagem. They need to try and find another way out of this room, but just in case that doesn't happen, they need to plan some plan Bs, Cs, Ds, through to Zs, mm. if they can. Mm. One of those options is removing their robes entirely. Oh yeah, join yes. me David. Just <laughs> join me in the nakedness. <laughs> the fan art is going to be <laughs> phenomenal. Theo knows that the most identifiable feature of Theo is the robes of the church. So Theo, and is also in a completely misty room with Pokemon who don't care about nude people, to well, my knowledge. I was gonna say, you don't know this cast form. One of the cast Suddenly. forms just starts blushing you know, <laughs> in its sun form. It turns from rain yeah. to sun. Suddenly, sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> I think Theo is completely disrobed. Down, down to undercrackers. Also, as we've established that Thea has sort of objects that are conduits, like the willow, like the willow wisp, yes, yes. using mm-hmm. a taper for being lovely, able to do that. Lovely. Within removing the robes and knowing that that is a possible option for convincing whoever enters this room that they are just a naked scientist. The, another option is to prepare a confuse ray, which Ooh. was another one of the abilities originally established. Yeah. So there is an object pulled out, maybe some kind of powder, some kind of Ooh, fun, some yeah. kind of pouch of powder that yeah. Theo prepares that when they hear the door open, they're gonna crack that confuse ray out. So that's that sounds like a roll. I thought about this a lot this week. We <laughs> <laughs> said uh, Theo came up with an, a plan A, B, C and D, so please go through the other twenty-five plans. <laughs> <laughs> It's either unleash your poker powers uh, or directly engage a threat. I think it's poker powers. If we've decided Theo's powers are related directly to 
objects and uh, their study of magics and stuff. I would I would argue it would be more methodical. Theo, it's more of something that they've practiced, they know how to do it. Under pressure, they may fumble, but it's still that yes. same, essentially, They've action. done it a few times, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Roll plus methodical, please, David. Oh, mama. What's your plus on methodical? Plus two, so thank oh, you. <laughs> thank you for your support. Yeah. Well done, when you said when you said graceful, I was like mm, minus one, so that's not gonna work. <laughs> Nine plus two. <gasps> Eleven. 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 Huge. Oh. Great. So a full success in what you were trying to do. Hallelujah. Plus some sort of style that comes with it. So you were trying to... As either of the parties enter the room, hopefully the power didn't. Feels prepared for either. Because you've got an 11, I'm going to let you choose who comes through okay. the room first. I'm going to choose Paladin. Great. So Paladin enters the room first, mm. into the mist. Yeah. Bow staff in hand. Baltoy unleashed. Don't spoil the new name for Detective Pikachu 2 Battle Unleashed. <laughs> you direct this confused ray. Is it almost as if you're hiding next to the door and as soon as they come it's like a... It's blown with the hand and it expands across a, quite a large swathe of the room. I think it latches onto the mist, right? Suddenly, anyone who's not in the room, holding their breath, I guess, uh, takes on this confused, befuddled state. What do you want to do? Theo runs up to the paladin in this state and goes, thank God you're here. I was chasing after that crazy convict, Theo. I managed to get in here just before you got here, but completely taken mm. all of my robes, left me. They are trying to escape this entire place dressed as a paladin. But if I try and come out of this room now, I'm gonna look ridiculous. And you know I'm the only one who can do it. So I'm gonna need you to give me robes because otherwise I'm gonna have no authority out there. Of course. Thank you so much, if you could just, um, yeah, mm, off they go. Oh, wow, yeah. okay, wow. Everybody, everybody getting naked today. Disrobed. Thank you so much. And if you could just wait in here um, and just really keep guard of this room whilst I go and find that, find, find Theo. Most learned, understood. Thank you so much, thank you. And the paladin just descends into a meditative state, Boltoy. Circling around. Oh, um, Theo, well played. And yeah, you have you have the paladin's clothes. Great. Looking to slip out out of the room again. Yes. So Theo, now now guard as a paladin, slips out of the room. Add bow staff to your inventory. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have a bow staff as yes. well now. Asta still outside, I suppose. Okay. Here's a big point. Yeah. Do paladins have masks, or have we established they're sort of uncovered? I think we said they were kind of uncovered. Maybe with some facial tattoos. Yeah, in my mind, there was kind of like a dark magician style, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like enough, enough covering. It's a gambit. It's a gambit. It's a, it's a bold yeah. move. Theo, again, is methodical in this situation. They know that there is no point in trying to do anything other than just convince Asta, hopefully in a private space, but even if it's a public space, that they are not actually a threat. Because the most important thing is to eliminate suspicion from a higher up. Because mm. Because anybody else being convinced that, that Theo is not a villain doesn't really matter. What matters is this incredibly powerful woman who can call the paladins at whim that Theo is safe in the trainer school. We have Meditite on hand with potential memory incision. I'd be into it. Yeah. You've also got a Kabuto with knives for hands. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do that role? So what, what, is, what is your plan of attack, um, so to speak? What, the, the super objective is to get a moment to be able to talk to Asta. I think that's a given. You can okay. get that. Because everyone is literally in the fountain trying to find the two boys that just disappeared. Asta has also seen a paladin enter that room and then imme almost immediately exit. Yeah. So it's just, it's about convincing her. How you play that initial Exactly, situation. that initial sure. situation. Back out as paladin, Theo says, I've seen something that I don't want you to see and we need to have a conversation about it. I see. I'd rather that there weren't children around when we had this conversation. 
I understand. If you could take me to your office. Private space. Lovely. Great. Theo a little bit aroused. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that Pokemon? Sook! Sook! Hey team, Ali here. Uh, Right, gonna level with you. We screwed up. Okay, we forgot to do a midsection. I'm sorry, we're sorry. We know that midsection is everyone's favourite bit of the pod and uh, we let you down. But before we did this episode, we did ramble on uh, about Detective Pikachu for about 25 minutes. Those thoughts on Detective Pikachu were recorded on mic, not for any particular reason, but they were. And we thought in lieu of a normal midsection, we thought we'd share what we thought of the film with you guys. So at the risk of severely dating this podcast and massive spoilers, if you haven't seen the film, here are our thoughts on Detective Pikachu. Enjoy. Then we all saw Detective Pikachu together. Ah, how was it? How was your experience? I think we all had a great time. Uh, We bought our stuffed animals. Great. And got judged by some 10 year olds. Great. A couple of kids were too young for it left. But it was, it did feel to me like a movie for, it was definitely a bit of merchandise rather than a film. Mm. I felt like you had to be really into it. If you did really like Pokemon, great film. But if you didn't, you'd probably be like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's a weird plot, wasn't it? It was a weird think plot. About oh, it. yeah. We're really we, we, we trying to boil down what Bill Nye's character actually tries the to do. Like, like, what? Are you going to morph the binds and Everyone the bodies? Everyone Pokemon? Why, Bill? Like, Why are you doing that, buddy? <laughs> I don't understand. This. I mean, yeah. I kind of get it if it was just like, like just, I kind of get it if it was like, I just want to be Mewtwo. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, oh, I get you wanting to be Mewtwo. That's fine. Yeah. I don't get where you want to turn him into a snubble. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how that yeah. helps either of them. <laughs> we very much enjoyed the Deter reveal. That was audibly from our corner mm. of the cinema. Great None of the kids reacted, but so, we all went, oh! <laughs> so great. This woman's got a really tough deal. She's just like yeah. silent, boring, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Oh, Ditto! I had the same reaction when they saw Ditto turn into a human to push. Yeah. I love, how you, said, I love how you said everyone had that reaction. It was mainly us three at the back going, mm, Ditto turning into a human. Don't think that's uh, Is that canon? appropriate. <laughs> but, okay, fine. And then that random line that's chucked in by that guy was like, oh, we did some genetic, genetic experiments on this Ditto. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> the first third or so, I was just in awe. Yeah, they they they, like they, just... they they nailed like I the the just... ideal of being in a Pokemon world was just so realised. It was it was eleven yeah. year old Alice and twenty one year old Alice and twenty eight year old Alice. It very much felt like twenty eight year old TD when it was like the insurance manager and he was like, just catch this Cuba. I wanted that character about the friend. I thought he was so good. They wanted to do a, a Star is Born film about the Jigglypuff in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a film I'd watch. Well, you said that, that like, rather than a direct sequel, it should be another... So if you consider Detective Pikachu a like, noir. film noir marge, you could do a Star is Born style journey Romance. Movie. Romance yeah. journey yeah. film. And, um, right, enough chat about things unrelated. To after the hardcore world. Yeah, this Can is, we get, this is surface podcast? level Pokemon. She'd be down. I don't know. She, I, I almost demand that she play the scientist role. Mate, she could just play for her, Professor Honey. We could just like yeah. ring her in. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? I feel that's too big a role. <laughs> <laughs> I think range. she could be Bradley's cousin or something, maybe. Kenny, you've got like loads of sisters. I've got several, so several sisters. dispensable ones. Yeah. As long as she's not a uh, Dora. Bums on seats. <laughs> It's Should we go Brandy? Yes, we've got to. It's one of those episodes where we're entirely separate again. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Mike's Continuation of the hard move. In the Sork's arm, you're remembering going upstairs. Lost in its eyes. Lost in Sork's eyes. <laughs> sork! 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 What a way with words. <laughs> That's really your colour. <laughs> 
You uh, drift in and out of consciousness as the pain starts to take you. And as you come to, you're in this medical bay. Don't remember how exactly you got there, but you're in a bed. It's almost like, you know where you, go, where you walk into Rocket Hideout in Celadon and there's just a random bed? Uh, in, yeah. in the hideout there's a just, nurse next to you that says you look like you should take a rest <laughs> yeah. empty but for like two or three beds it is a medical bay it's not like he's taking me to sort of a random no. makeshift no 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 it it but it's like it's, it's like a medical bay at like a school so you're in this place there is a Pokemon in the room attending probably a Chansey do you know what no okay no. I've had enough of this I've <laughs> had enough of Chanseys happening all of them getting the, the medical profession who's your medical Pokemon I think it's an Ursaring. Oh! I think there's an Ursaring out there who didn't mm. want to be. Everyone, you know, assumed Ursaring was a big old bear who just yeah. wanted to hurt. But actually, this Ursaring wanted to hurt. Do you know what? Do you know what? It was a cute little teddy Ursa that was given to people to make yeah. them to make, cheer them up. And a little, little, literal, literal cuddly teddy bear. And then, yeah, evolved and thought, you know, they go on an internship program and, mm. yeah. you know, the Chansey then so left I, and now Ursaring's Wait, left. so I need to voice an Ursaring who has basically wanted to undergo a medical career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's fighting ferocious tendencies in order to use those wonderful claws yeah. as delicate and we, scalpels. And we really need to hear the lust for the medical career, Stu. <sighs> oh, gosh, okay. And it is a lust. Ursaring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ursaring. That's Oscar worthy. Oh, he's good, isn't he? We're getting through. <laughs> just, just so just, Ursa rings in the corner. Typing, typing up your medical notes. <laughs> That's on Google. You've got a cold. He's With medical on Okay, so this Ursaring clearly has no idea what they're doing, but turns with a, with a scalpel knife. Please, I'm so, please, oh, don't kill me. Don't kill me. And the Ursaring gets the message and leaves with head slightly, slightly But just like, just like strokes the top of your head in what it thinks is a really nice gesture. Thank you. <laughs> you, get, you get a slight whiplash from it. Okay, yeah. so you're left in this bed alone. Ursaring goes, Brandy, what strange noise do you hear? Someone playing the wine glasses. Excellent. Any particular song or it's just tu- are they just tuning? Ama- it's amazing wine glass playing. Great, great. Okay, so there's some wine glass music that picks your ear, takes your interest from what seemingly down a hall. Why I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely dead. What do you want to do immediately, Brandy? Help! Help! What are you trying to achieve? Just get anyone. I, I need the attention of, of some. I need to know what's going on, where I am. The wine glass music stops. And there's some quite slow, deliberate footsteps. Oh no. Calico appears. You're awake. How did Teddy do? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I, I thought I thought Teddy was going to murder me, but I, I, I now no, since realised that... No, no, Teddy is very gentle. Definitely not in Teddy's nature. I mean, Teddy's made mistakes, sure. But never intentionally. I'm going to look past the fact that... I was in a basement with a guy that you've tied up because I don't know that guy. Thank you Breezy, for catching me up. trust me. That man, he's an interesting fellow. Brilliant mind. Terrible habit for gambling. He's got himself involved with the wrong kind of people, you understand. And are you that wrong kind of people? No, no, no. You must think of me, Breezy, as... A facilitator. I genuinely want what's best for everyone in this whole situation. That's why I brought you up here, mended your wounds, and why I'm now going to ask you a simple favour. I mean, if it's to 
Play the wine glasses. I can't do it as well as you. I'm going to say that now, if that's a favour, because I'm not musically gifted. <laughs> of course not. I'm very good. And I don't need any assistance in that respect. No, what? no, I really like, I really like that tune. Thank you. No, what I need assistance with, Breezy, is recruitment. Now, you're a canny girl. I recognise that in you. Got a good eye, sharp nose for adventure, clearly. <laughs> now, what I need you to do is help me work out who among this crop of people is worthy of my attention. Calico has sat on the bed at Brandy's leg, okay. sort of okay. just tapping her Ooh. knee. Ooh. If Calico is the softer, creepy face, I Sork mean, is like the enforcement. Sork is just pacing at Ooh, the bottom yeah. of the bed. So all you need to do, Breezy, is keep your mouth shut and your eyes open to potential. You understand? Uh, so not really, but I kind of get what you mean. I'm just looking for people who are pretty good Pokemon trainers. The best. The best there ever was? Yes. I don't think anyone's the best there ever was. I know a lot of people want to be the best there ever was. Well, that's the fun of this whole adventure, is it not, Breezy? Okay, what? I mean, this might be, again, thank you very much for healing my wounds slightly, I guess, but, but a couple of questions. First, you don't want me to say anything about the guy in the basement? No. Okay, and then Sork stops, looks. Sork definitely stops, then just turns. Sork's like near the doorframe, grabs the doorframe, crushes it. You hear the splintering of wood. Yep, message received. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything about man in the basement. He's a bad guy anyway, right? Yes. Okay, that's enough for me. <laughs> um, and second of all, what are we recruiting people for exactly? Calico, who's had hair swept across their one eye up until now, just sweeps hair back and reveals an eye patch with a decal, which we would have seen on the side of the ship from Surflow Town, is an octillery kraken, and it just says Team Nautilus. Right down, everyone, Team Nautilus, here we are, boom. So hang on, we've established that the eye patch says Team Nautilus. Yeah, <laughs> hells yeah. Are we all gonna join a different evil team? <laughs> I feel like I'm a member. Okay, so I've seen the eye patch now, mm -hmm. and I would have seen that on the ship in the anime world of this. You see Brandy's hand on the other side of Calico go into a fist of recognition at what what this person is a member of and then she says yeah all right so we have an understanding yeah i understand wonderful interested to work out where Kenny's gone. <laughs> me too, mate. <laughs> you Suddenly can... you see the sork pulls up a mask. It's me, Kenneth! <laughs> so, let's work out where Kenny's gone. Oh, man. And don't forget Barnaby Tips! <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking, Kenny. You've gone up, right? Yeah. Who was the last character we saw go up some stairs? Uh, Andros. Andros. I think you've ended up where Andros was going. Oh, my God. And it's a swimming pool. It's coming from the water, right? Yeah, maybe it's a swimming pool. <laughs> 
this. Oh my goodness, it's a swimming pool. Yes, yes, yes. He was acting shady because he didn't want me to know he was going to a swimming pool. Well, well, well. Let's establish what else is at that swimming pool. Let's work this out. Let's work this out. I also love that there is a button in the fountain that just takes you to the, to the swimming pool. Begs the question: If there's a button in the swimming pool that does the same thing, hey, why not? It's Pokemon, man. Yeah. There's loads of cool. There's yeah. loads of buttons and kids buttons. Okay, so yeah, you've been taken up to a swimming pool. The the tube puts you out in the in the kid pool bit. But as you and Barnaby Tibbs, who is also Tim's, sorry, get expunged into this kiddie float pool, you notice that again, this place is quiet, just like that medical bay. But you sort of like come splashing out. No, my top hat's gone. Thank God I kept my monocle. How are you, Kenny? Oh my God. There are windows in this area of the tree. This is one of the biodomes. You know, I talked about those oh. those biomes. You come out into this Misty's Pool-esque area. Training zone, battle zone. It's currently empty. It's it's a biodome. There's a lot of natural light coming in. We're getting towards sort of sunset. So there's a nice kind of red sundowny light casting over the, the ripply water. Kenny sort of comes to his senses and thinks he also has gone to paradise. Um, and at the moment you're alone, but you hear a door opening across the pool. So not, not immediately nearby, but you hear someone approaching the room. What do you want to do? I think Kenny just gets up and sees who enters the room. I don't think okay. there's any reason to... He's a bit confused and a bit not really with it, mm-hmm. but... But I'm not suspicious at this point. So oh, beautiful sunset by John Kenny. Oh! This reminds me of when my father and I used to holiday in Hoenn. Just before he left. Barnaby, I've, have you heard of this really fun game called Who Can Be Quietest the Longest? You know, oddly, I have. Darkling. Everyone oh. plays that with me. The you, that's because you're so good at it. People tell legends of the great silences of Barnaby Tim. No, no, you've made yourself quite clear, Kenneth. I shall stay quiet, as will my friend, okay. Sir Cuthbert Smythe. <laughs> <laughs> so come for smile, silence, please. Remember, it's like when grandmother used to come round and we were hidden in the attic room. Don't worry, Barnaby, if you have anything really funny to add to the conversation, feel free to jump in. Perhaps I will. Kenny, you see two people enter the room. Andros, semi-clothed, actually probably clothed quite similarly to you currently. Oh, instant connection. Uh, speedos. Quite a lithe, athletic-looking Psyduck accompanying him. And accompanying Andros is a female, definitely slightly older, white hair, a black waistcoat, popped collar, very pale skin. And I'm not sure if you can see from this distance, but eyes look strange. Do I feel a bit uneasy? Mm, Possibly. The way in which they enter, it looks like they're trying not to be noticed. Am I still in the water? Yeah, you're in the kids' pool. In that case, Kenny, very slowly, so as to try to not make too much noise, descends the water just... Amongst the floaties, there's a snorkel. Oh, you've decided to join me down here, have you? (laughs) Unfortunately, you are not on Mother's approved invitation list. Uh, Kenny feels a bit bad and pulls out a second snorkel and hands it to Barnaby Timms, who's clearly struggling for breath. Stop with our friends! Okay, so there's two, there's two snorkels and hiding behind a sort of noodle floaty, and you're just watching what goes down. Uh, yeah, I want to get a bit closer so you okay. can hear what they're talking about. So, just subtly approaching the noodle, I'm not sure you can pick out the whole conversation, but you see a pair of them walk up to the pool. Andros's body language is very defensive. Quite tense. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully feeling really bad about himself. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he doesn't look like the classic athletic swimmer prodigy poster boy he he would be portrayed as in in, in Surflow Town. He he looks a bit haggard. The the other person who he's with is talking quite intensely to him. She's quite in his face, touching him, holding him, and then in a flash she pushes him in the pool. He's, he falls into the pool. And when he re-emerges from the water, you can see he has gills. <laughs> and, and he stifles up. 
If you're under the water as well, you'd probably see his limbs have morphed webbed fingers. His legs definitely fused a little bit. Merman-esque. Yeah, yeah merman-esque. Man. People are very unobservant at these swim meets. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot He's of splash so going on. so good! That guy, that one-legged kid! <laughs> okay, that's freaky. Kenny decides, yeah, they are abominations and must be killed. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, think, I, I, I imagine, I think Kenny, it gets the better of Kenny. Oh yeah? And he just sort of goes... <laughs> and reveals and, himself. And, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant! You pop out. Yeah. Andros swims manically towards the end of the pool pulls himself out, and as you see him get out of the water on all fours, breathing heavily, the, the gills retract, his limbs return to some semblance of what you'd expect a human to have. You pop out of the water, in a flash behind you, this woman with white hair almost teleports. It's almost like she moves so fast you didn't, you didn't see her move. And she's behind you, and just sort of like takes you. Whoa, whoa. Who are you and why are you here? Don't subside. Hello, my name is Kenneth Mullet. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I was splashing around in the, the fountain downstairs and then all of a sudden I got transported up into this pool and then I saw you come in. You're a student I, from the academy? I think I need to maybe like register or compete or something. I'm not really sure. I've been here about four hours. Are you sort of playing dumb, or is this genuinely... No, yeah. absolutely not! Are you kidding? No, Kenneth. <laughs> right, this right. is so odd. Kenny, Kenny's so revealing real. deep and dark secrets. Okay. In at nine years old, I stole my dad's toothpick, and I've still not <laughs> forgiven myself for it. Andros from the other side of the pool is like, Frey, Frey, please, please put him down. I, 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 I can't have another person hurt on account of me. Please, please put him down, Frey. But honestly, um, I'm sorry, what's, what's, what's your name, Mr... Um, swimmer. Andros, my name's Andros. You don't need to worry. I, I, I'm, I know. I know. I know what it's like to be. To she be, has you. What do you mean you know? To be different. I, 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 know, I know. I know it. Okay, her, her grip relax. Explain. Well, okay, so recently in, in Surflow Town, I don't, I don't know if you, you saw, but, but I was filmed. Something came out of me, some, some bad stuff, and then there was a scallop, scallopede, and a two cannon, and a mind palace, and Theo was there. She just takes you and with abnormal strength, lifts you out of the water, releases a Pokemon, and this purple bat flies around the top of the room, takes you, puts you on the side of the pool. And this time, she walks up to you in a much more methodical fashion. Flip-flops. Great. <laughs> she flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, she flip-flops and a sarong. Her lower half is a sarong. She's got his pop-color pop waistcoat and a sarong. <laughs> That's it now. Oh, wow. Long white hair. Takes you by the chin, looks into your eyes. She's just observing you, but you feel like she's boring into you. Who are you? You are different, aren't you? Yep. How long have you known? Almost all my life. When did this start manifesting? When was your first? I think I was three or four. My parents were always quite vague about it. When you were three or four? I'm not And how sure. old are you now? 19. Sweet asses. No, Kenneth Mullet. Sweet asses is my father's name. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, sweet asses. You've existed like this on your own for 16 years. Not entirely on, on my own. Oh yes, you have a magic heart splashing around in the pool. Exactly. <laughs> He'll protect me. <laughs> Clearly. Andros, Kenneth? Yes. Please call me Kenny. Come with me to Jacuzzi. Oh, that's the first time we go. It's like we got really big brother. <laughs> cool. Was that? That's really fun. <laughs>
Theo. Hello. In Paladin Garb. I am. We're in Asta's office. We are. What's the setup in Asta's office? Theo is amazed at how modern and yet how sterile it is. Their office has always been wood, stone, books, clutter, heaps of things, objects, arcane potions and lotions and unguents. And so to come into a room that is almost entirely sterile, kind of like an apple shop, not that Theo has a concept of what an apple shop is, but if they <laughs> if they did, that's what they would compare it to. The only thing that shows any degree of personality is a pink plastic frame with a picture of a Brakeson in it. I just feel like Aster would have the Brakeson that Theo never got. But Theo, Aster is something to aim for, both in terms of career and relationship. She's got this like projector thing and she sort of pulls the projector up and there's a whiteboard underneath and she thinks it's blank. But there's a little thinking of you from Professor Honey in a little love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like immediately rocks out like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Asha is quite hurriedly like, what is going on? For the first time, I don't really know where to begin or where to start, but I need to explain something that happened with the church, which is why the paladins are after me and why I think you contacted them. Do you need me to give you permission to speak? That would be quite nice, actually, yeah. yeah. Talk. Theo clutches a, a fist in the middle of the paladin's robes uh, and, and plows on. The, the church in Surfalo Town was destroyed, the tower was eliminated, and people are suggesting it was me, it was not me, something terrible happened. A group of people with a octillery on a beach destroyed it with some cannon fire, and then when I went in, a really important artefact had been stolen. And I'm being framed for this because I am the most wayward member of the church. I've been around a lot of other places other than the building, and for that reason I'm being placed as a figure of responsibility here, but I need you to know that everybody in this world seems to be conspiring against me, except for me. Right. You're telling me that the church sees you as a person of interest, but you're saying that I should trust you because you believe in yourself? I am saying that the church is blaming me because they lack any information, and I think you should trust me because I can offer you a lot of information. Okay, let's do a roll. What would you say your, your, your goal is here? I think that what's most important here is that Asta is convinced. Surely you're no, just straight up being persuasive, right? Then maybe it's yeah. just a persuasive just role. Just a persuasive yeah, role, great. Let's do it. Got a plus one. Oh, no big deal, guys. I'll take that. Six, so seven. Oh. Scraped through. Oh. Just about. You persuade Asta. Uh-huh. She's convinced, but there's a cost. She reveals an eye patch. <laughs> I'm a member of Team Eye Patch. <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to get rid of this damn Team Nautilus and their eye patch. <laughs> How can we give Theo a, a little cost? I don't think she fully trusts Theo. She believes you in a sense that she's not immediately going to call more paladins to your... It's not like she's going to help you on your way, for example. The cost is that Theo can't participate in the qualification to become a trainer. That's a harsh cost on yourself. But at the end of the day, Theo isn't really interested. At the end, like, maybe this is something that gets rectified later on, if that becomes more sure, interesting sure. as a narrative arc. But I don't think it is such a huge cost that Theo's story is okay. stinted Ooh, by. Oh, okay. What if she... Yeah, what if Asta says you can't take part in the qualifications, but instead, I don't want you out of my sight. Yeah, well, yeah. Asta, Asta believes Theo, but you are still a threat because mm -hmm. people are still after you. There are children. There are children, yeah. exactly. The cost is that Asta is not going to let you out of their sight. What she does is her computer, you see her go in and find where you've registered. Well, we can't exactly have Theo taking part in this game, so then just deletes your registration yeah, to them. gone. In an instant, any one of the holographic screens that have been dotted around the facility in all places flashes up. Professor Honey on the screen, situated in her office, I guess, at the top of the tree, 
Student trainers, I have an announcement for you. The combat rounds are about to begin. I hope everyone is having a wonderful time in the foyer. Foyer? Foyer? Foyer. What is this word? <laughs> this is this is live. I should have pre-recorded these. Huh? <laughs> Asked her in her office is just like it's always been foyer. Why could she never get it right? Cut to all the all the kids in the canteen looking up the screen like foyer. Oh my like, it's, it's, it's obviously foyer. foyer. I'll I'll forget it. I'll just rename the whole room. <laughs> Everybody here, prepare yourselves because the first round of combat going to begin. Uh, we're going to get pairing people up very soon. So if you're uh, if you're not in the foyer soon, foyer. Oh, all right. I'm a scientific mind. I'm not a public speaker. Everybody, round yourselves up, because we're going to begin soon. All right, all right. See you soon. Bye-bye, bye-bye now. So the screen goes off, and then it pops back up to <laughs> Professor Honey. Yeah, Astro Baby, you, you there? You there? You can't speak back to me, but I can speak to you. I bet you look cute even though I can't see you. <laughs> Listen, I need your eyes up um, up in the first biome. Keep an eye on the uh, combatants. You can see so much. You're so, you're so wise and thoughtful. <laughs> Intelligent. And uh, I'll, I'll see you there. Bye. Maybe the sort of screen goes black and then back up to say, I think we do the draw now, right? I think we do the the match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's on just the randomise it now, and we'll see. We can see Barnaby Tims and Hedrold. Yes, absolutely. Oh, the, the game everyone Ooh. wanted to. Oh man, oh. Barnaby Tims looks up the screens and goes, "Not by old chum." Cody and Prumi are fighting. Bash and Hyfe. Baku and Hana, Dubik and Jonai. There's all sorts <laughs> of stuff so going on. My word. My word. There's bed knobs they and broomsticks. <laughs> they all sound like K-pop artists. <laughs> <laughs> and Jansen progresses to the next round. Which one was Jansen? You don't know, but it just says Jansen progresses to the next round. Just like like Vesper just went oh, through. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh. But it was almost like Jansen didn't have an opponent. Oh, okay. Oh, I enjoy this. So just all these, luck of the draw, all these kind of names flash up, the, yeah. and pictures, and you yeah. don't really get a sense. You just get the sense it's a massive tournament yeah, exactly, in yeah. the canteen. Everyone's sort of buzzing. There's a hubbub. There's like uh, the Hunger Games where they have that like training area where yeah. people are like throwing axes and stuff like that. I feel like there's a Pokemon version of that. Cut to each room. So Theo is matched with Vespa, and then she deletes it, and it just goes Vespa through to the next round. Cut to the anime of Vespa, just go. <laughs> and then Theo, Asta turns to you. You do not leave my side. I want you close to me. Aye, aye, Captain. To the biome, then. It's a date. Brandy matched with Heron. Blue hair, glasses. Calico hands Brandy a pair of crutches. It's good to have you on board. And Brandy, through gritted teeth, hobbles out of the medical bay. Out of the medical bay. Yeah. Kenny. Andros? Yeah, it's gotta be, isn't it? Yeah, it's right? gotta be Andros! Yeah, yeah. We, we all knew it was coming! Yeah. All, you're, all three of you are in the hot tub. Seeing us us matched up yeah. on the screens, both Andros and Kenny are still in their pants. It's got real gay real soon. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying I'm angry about it. <laughs> Frey turns to you, Kenny. You two need to go now, but we need to speak again. Will you come and find me? Agreed. Kenny holds out a hand. Andros takes it. And it's webbed. It's webbed, yeah, because he's been in the jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the closing shot is a webbed hand and your hand. Andros's eyes, looking at you, the sallow, haggard eyes, there's a glint of confusion mixed with hope. And Andros, may the best man win. Some tasty cliffhangers for our intrepid heroes there. Who knows what's gonna happen next? We're about to have some battles! Ra
round two of Pokemon School. I'm excited, you're excited, we're all excited. Uh, tune in next time to find out what happens for Brandy, Theo and Kenny, and indeed all the other random NPCs that I'm sure you're now in love with. Uh, before we go, I'd like to thank Braxton Burks and the Material Collective for the music, specifically Kanto Symphonies and Johto Legends, um, and Glitchek City, find them on YouTube. I'd also like to thank the creators of Pokemon, Satoshi Tajiri and Junishi Masuda. I apologise, like, indefinitely if I ever pronounce them wrong, by the way. Uh, just to remind everyone that we have no affiliation with Game Freak, Nintendo or the Pokemon Company. We are not-for-profit fan-made. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, please do email us at criticalditto at gmail.com or tweet us at criticalditto. So just to sign off by saying, as always, go catch them all. And by them, I mean your dreams. What would be a fire ice type? The really low rent Eevee evolution condensace eon. <laughs> 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 <laughs>